<laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Lord, as we gather today, Lord, we lift up this city, this region, this nation before your throne of grace. Can I just encourage you just to pray? Do what we do Friday night. Everyone prays at the same time. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you, God. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. Oh, God. Mm. Thank you, God. Lord, we thank you. We can come boldly before your throne of grace to find help in our time of need. And God, as we come, Lord, we lift up our city, region, state and nation before your throne of grace. We want to declare the name of Jesus. The words of that song, I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Today we declare the name of Jesus, the name above every name. We will not bow to principalities of fear and unbelief and division and deception in Jesus' name. But we lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. You are the one who is worthy. You are the one who is worthy. You are the one who is worthy. God, we thank you today that you are Lord of lords and King of kings. And God, we know, God, your heart for this region, God. Lord, we ask that you would continue to pour out your spirit. God, may there be increase from glory to glory to glory. God, we thank you for the trickles, God. We thank you, for the Lord, for the sprinkles in a sense, God. But Lord, we ask for the fullness of your glory. God, we ask for the fullness of your glory. God, you are the way maker. You are the chain breaker. You are the one who reconciles. You are the one who restores. You are the one who heals. You are the one who transforms. Just so God, we lift up, we lift up the name of Jesus today. For he alone is worthy. He alone is worthy. Amen. 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 Hey, I've just got a couple of announcements this morning, and then we've got some testimonies and, and some stuff. And we have uh, the A team from Scripture Union here today. I call them the A team. Lisa looks after this area. And then. Um, Chappie Paula, she's the um, longest serving chaplain in this Bundaberg region, we believe. We believe. 14 years in a row or something? 14 years? In a row? Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, one, is there? Okay, well, you're, you're, you're pretty good. You're, you're pretty good. Rosalie has fond memories of Woongara, thanks to Principal Jeff and all that he's doing there, and indeed Chappie Paula, so we're blessed there. Amen? Hello, Rosalie. Yeah, pleased to meet you. Um, I just wanted to share with you just briefly one little thing before we get into announcements, and um, I hope it's kind of one of these things, you know, when you find yourself in leadership, sometimes you just can't say something that's going to please everybody. You know, like you say something and it just, there's going to be someone that's going to, oh, Tim. You ever have that? Yeah, yeah, anyway. So what I want to say is this. We need to understand that our battle is not against flesh and blood. But our battle is against principalities and powers of darkness. Amen. So one of the things that's in our community at, at the moment is, is the spirit of fear. 
And, you know, talking to some people, there's a lot more people in fear than what you actually know. The other thing that's in our city and in our region is division. I was talking to a friend in America and where, where they currently are, they have never seen much, so much division in their town. We've seen churches in New South Wales and Victoria, people that I know of, that churches have just split straight down the middle. And I want to say that regardless of your views on certain things, we need to keep Jesus the focus. Because if we bow to the principality and power of fear and division, the enemy's winning. And we will not bow to these things. And I want to just remind you that Jesus is still on the throne. And I want, and, and I want to remind you that I believe that there's greater things that are to come in this nation. And I think we've got to hold the line. I think we've got to keep praying. We just, we've got to keep declaring. We've got to keep believing because God is looking for people who are willing to stand in the gap on behalf of the nation. And this week I found myself really heavy in the spirit. And this morning I woke up. Oh. I woke up and I thought, God, why has it been so heavy? And he said, because you are standing in the gap for the nation. And there are other people as well that are experiencing what you are experiencing. Do not think that you are the only one that is experiencing the spiritual warfare that you are experiencing. Because I have many, many others that are standing in the gap for this nation. And I want to encourage you to let's stand together for this nation. Because the, na because the destiny of this nation is to be part of the great Southland of the Holy Spirit. And we have not seen that yet. And it kind of think, makes me think about the rainbow, you know, the Word of God, that we can stand on the Word of God. We obviously stand on the Logos, the written Word. But when God gives a Word, we can stand on that Rema Word, that prophetic Word. Amen? And we want to see this nation come into its destiny in, in God. Amen? Is that okay? Sorry if I didn't please you. I just hear little things from time to time and I go, let's not, let's just keep Jesus the focus, hey. Let's keep loving. Anyway, welcome to everyone this morning. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. So let's have a couple of testimonies um, before um, they share. And then I've just got a five-minute word to share at the end. So bless you, Elaine. Woo! So let's have a couple of testimonies. Dave's, Dave's pretty keen to have a testimony. Come on, come on, Dave. So for those of you that don't know David, uh, David uh, and Natalie are from Brisbane. Uh, but a while ago, they were praying and God just kept saying, Bundaberg, Bundaberg. And he's going, well, what's with this Bundaberg thing? And the next thing he heard was restoration. And so he starts typing in Google. Restoration Bundaberg and comes up with Restoration Centre Bundaberg. So um, he has some good news that he wants to share with you as part of a testimony, I think. I just want to say also, um, I prayed this morning that for God to give a word to Tim or a vision, um, I felt like we needed encouragement today, especially in the times that we're living today. And, um, yeah, God does use rainbows in my life to guide me where to go and many for you. And I'm glad Tim shared that because it's exactly what I wanted to hear and many of us want to hear that God's a God of promise. And that's what this testimony is about. 
And I couldn't believe the stage that I'm at at the moment in such a short time. So many things have happened. Well, to get to the point, originally from Victoria, and we've been traveling and searching uh, for many, many years where God wants us to be and the final destination. When I left Victoria, um, a friend of mine was a prophetic. He said, when you get to the Gold Coast or Brisbane, don't be surprised. You're going to be moving again. There's going to be another place, and that's your final destination. And that's where God's going to use you the, the most. And it's Bundaberg. Um, you know, just I've done ministry. Um, I've done Bible college for four years. So I've got plenty to give to this town and to the people of Bundaberg. Um, just to get to the point, um, we were looking for, we felt like to, to sow a seed or, or open door to get us into Bundaberg and we wanted to get a property. Um, we live in Brisbane, we've got a property there, but we wanted to get a property up here. Didn't know how God was going to do it, but just took a step of faith. Um, we came, we've, it's been crazy here, Bundaberg, you've got about 20 or 30 people looking at one house for an open and everyone's buying up here and I just thought, well God, you, know, you can only do it. Um, we got knocked out a few times with a few bids and um, because God was not wanting us to have that property, um, we found a place, a farm in South Cologne. And I said to Natalie, Kalan <laughs> or Cologne? Kalan. There's two sides in this place. Some say Kalan, some say Cologne. Yeah, so South Kalan, um, I'll definitely learn my new suburb. <laughs> So the neighbours, they'll be correcting me. Um, yeah, so we we actually, there's a, a, a thing on, on the internet that you've got to put a bid in and the real estate agent said, once you put a bid in, you'll know where you sit. And we sat second and I thought, okay, we'll make one more and that's it. And then we were in, a, we're in front. And then I felt this guy, was it a guy or girl, wherever it was, he made another bid and he actually, I felt he won and I just forgot all about it. I was like, that's just another one gone. And then the next morning, the real estate agent rings me up and he says, oh, I just want to get some information on you. I said, what's the point getting information on me? I'm out. The other guy's won. I think you've made a mistake. He goes, oh, no, nah, no, nah, it doesn't work like that. We grab the top two and we'll, we'll have a chat. Just give me some details, which I have. And he goes, look, I'll give you a call in a couple of hours. I said, is it running still? He goes, yeah, it's still running. We'll end in two hours. I said, okay, no worries. And then I just prayed to God. I was at work. I said, God, you know, just give me what I need, what I, not what I want. We love, because I come from the country back in Victoria. And I said, look, it'll be great to, to get it. But look, I'm not fussed, God. You just give me what you want to give me and that's it, you know. And if, if this is meant to be, you'll open the door for me. So anyway, um, he... Then all of a sudden, two hours later, it said, congratulations, you got the farm. And I didn't get it. I was really mixed up in my head. I'm thinking, I came second. How could I get a farm? And he rings me up and he goes, she chose you to take the farm. And I said, okay. And this is what, when the God thing came five hours later, then uh, it was all done and then Five hours later, he gave me a phone call again. He goes, I've got to tell you something. I just got a phone call from the person that was ahead of you. And he said he was unconditional buyer. 
he was ready to go. I did not know that. I felt that he was under finance. He's quite upset because he goes, because I got mixed up. And then the real estate agent said to me, can I say this to you? I said, what? You were meant to have it. <laughs> so I think about the scripture, I think that if the first is last and the last is first. And that's what kept coming to me. So, yeah, it's, uh, you've probably seen me coming in and out of this place because God's just moving in many ways um, and I'm just waiting for the alignment that Tim's been preaching on. Once that's in line, this place is my home. Thank you. Cool. Another testimony. We've got another one. Yep. Come on then. Yeah, talk about what God can do. Eh? You just got to trust him and he does it. Um, yesterday we were down at uh, the police beat and uh, we were evangelizing down there and um, this guy came and jumped on the piano and started smashing the keys, you know, started going real loud on the thing and everyone gathered around him and he just kept doing it. Uh, kept banging the keys. He did it for about a half an hour, just kept kept coming in. But you see, it's not what we can do, it's what God can do in us. Megan said to uh, to me, she called me, she said, go down and talk to that woman. I said, okay, then, because I knew she heard from God. So I went down there, walked down to this bloke, and I put my hand on his head. And, I, and he goes like this, he started shaking. And he said, do you want me to go? And I said, yes, please. And you see, the fear of the Lord, he, he, he really freaked out. But you see, if you trust God, you know, he removes your enemy. That's why I come up to share this. Trust God and he can do it. What you can't do, he will do. But you've got to hand the reins in. So that's what happened. And he just took off and never came back. Amen. Judy, did you say you had one? Yep. I want, I want Heather to share her little testimony too because it's not just encouragement for Heather, but it's encouragement for others. Who likes to be encouraged by that? All right, see? There you go. Okay, hands up those who have authority in Jesus Christ. Then you're going to love this one. <laughs> Okay, my husband is uh, a Vietnam vet and so he's at home and can't be around people and so it gets a bit tough sometimes but yesterday when I came out of my office where I was listening to preaching uh, on the computer and I had really come up, I was really going for it with the Lord but anyhow, as I came out I looked at my husband and he was looking extremely ill. And I said to him, how are you going? And he said, oh, I'm okay. And I said, no, 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 no. You look really, really very tired. And he said, oh, I know, I know. I'll go and have a sleep. I said, okay, you're going to have a sleep. So he went in and I 
walked, walked, left him there and I went out. And the Lord said to me, deal with it. So I went in and I grabbed the oil and I came back and took the top off and went, okay, in the name of Jesus, I come against every demon. I come against every sickness over your life and I bind and break it and command them off now in Jesus' name. And he immediately sat up and he was fine. But the miracle came that afternoon. He had to go to the doctors and he had just had CT scans. He's been having a few of them to find out what's wrong with him and what's wrong with his lungs. And he found some papers early in the morning that said that they had taken, um, back in 2006, they'd taken out um, 150 ml of blood out of one lung. And he took that along to show his doctor. But he was going along in the afternoon to get um, the results of the CT scan, which was just another one that he was going through. And he went and he came home and he said they couldn't find anything wrong. So all praise to Jesus. All praise to Jesus. Come on, Heather. This is a great follow-on because everyone has authority in Christ. Amen? Okay. Um, so just want to share a testimony of another healing miracle in my life. Um, most of you will recall that when I was saved about four and a half months ago that God healed my back from 30 years of um, absolute um, chronic pain after eight um, surgeries. Um, I thank God every day for that healing and I've not had one bit of pain in all the time that... Um, um, so God has blessed me with another healing. Um, Another major issue I've had all my life, since I was about seven, uh, was a, a lung condition. Um, this, was, this started when I was um, in Papua New Guinea where I grew up and um, there was no medical facility. So um, I had a, a lung um, I had a lung infection that was untreated and so over the years um, my lungs just got worse. So um, I, I recently had another lung infection um, probably about a month ago and unfortunately that just caused my lungs to become even worse. Um, I was told by my specialist that my blood oxygen levels were at a dangerous low and that I might need supplemental oxygen, and also that my lung function was only 50%. Um, so they said that the future for me didn't look good, but God had other plans for me. So um, he told me to step out in faith and ask for a permanent healing, and so I did that um, at our little... Bible study group, which we meet up every week, the ladies there prayed for me and we prayed for a permanent healing. And right now, my blood oxygen level is completely normal. And, and my lung function 
is 100%. You know, God has given me two major healing miracles, but he's more than a healer to me. He's my God. He's my rock. He's everything to me. And um, I always go to him if, you know, I've had things happen and when I go to him, he's always there for me, no matter what. He's my comforter, he's my strength, he's my teacher, and he forgives me when I fail. Um, just wrote down. Um, yeah. Jesus said in Matthew 19:26. Come to me, all you who are, who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He also said, with God, all things are possible. Thank you for letting me share my heart with you this morning. Thank you. It's good to hear some testimonies of healing and hope and reconciliation, provision, all that kind of stuff. Amen. It builds your faith up to, you know, when you're standing against stuff to actually believe for breakthrough because our God is a God of breakthrough. Amen. So we're going to invite uh, Lisa and uh, is, is Chevy Paula coming at the same time? Oh, just you. Oh, just you. Okay. No, it's all right. Come on. Oh, you want to show, the, you just want to start the video. Oh, okay. Right. We're going to, um, yeah, yeah. I need glasses. I have another slide as we um, chat this morning. You know, it's a real honour and a privilege to be joining with you this morning to share about the work and involvement of Scripture Union's school chaplaincy service within our local state school communities. My name is Lisa Hardy and currently I serve as a primary school chaplain at Alloway State School and as the Scripture Union Field Development Manager for this area. Today I've also got um, Chaplain Paula Darimpa with me, and Paula is a school chaplain at Wungara and Sharon State Schools. To say that it's an honour and a privilege to have this opportunity to share is not something that we say lightly. In the capacity of our roles, we are fully aware that it would not be possible for us to bring hope to the next generation particularly in our local-based mission fields, it if it was not for the combined efforts and support of national and state funding and our local church communities partnering with us. So we extend our thanks to Pastor Tim for giving us this platform this morning. And next slide. Typically, most organisations or ministries, there is always an underlying objective or mission that provides a foundational framework for its people to work from. It brings purpose and direction. When we look at the life of Jesus, he too was given a directive and a mission that distinctively shaped and defined his purpose, which was to come, to seek and to save the lost, as mentioned in Luke chapter 19, verse 10. It's an incredible message of love to think that at the heart of our amazing God, he desires that no one would perish and that he wills for us to bring this message of hope to a people of in need of his love, compassion and support. 
it is because of this that Scripture Union has taken hold of this foundational commissioning and made it its mission to be a ray of light that shares God's love, hope and good news within our school communities. So who is SU? Birthed in the early 1800s, Scripture Union was previously known as a children's special service mission, one that was initially pioneered by dedicated volunteers who ran camps and outreach events. Over the course of history, the ministry began to spread to hundreds of countries around the world with the movement reaching Queensland in 1884. It wasn't until 1990 that Scripture Union became the leading supplier of school chaplains in Queensland State Schools. And with its efforts focused on training, supporting and equipping chaplains, it became the overseeing ministry of more than 800 schools across Queensland. A standout ministry that applied itself to being relevant to the changing circumstances and issues of our times. In May this year, after several years of work, each SU entity in Australia decided to merge together and today, after much prayer, we have now become a part of a national movement which is SU Australia. We're very excited about this merger and the ability to collaborate and pool our strengths as we continue to minister right across our nation via our school chaplaincy and camping ministries. So what does a typical day look like for a chappie? A unified understanding shared amongst chappies is that no two days are the same. The capacity of our roles are so much more diversified. And in addition to being a caring presence and engagement in pastoral conversations, there are other areas of support we provide. <coughs> including the development and facilitation of social and emotional programs, not to mention our highly favoured and infamous breakfast club programs, which the students really enjoy. We also provide educational support, mentoring, and apply an invested interest in partnering and engaging with other support communities within support services within our local community. From family breakdowns and loneliness, to depression and anxiety, we are there to provide a listening ear for those who are struggling, for those that are in crisis and for those that just need a friend to talk to. Despite these difficult times, we're also filled with many fun opportunities to support young people and to build strong relationships that enable us to journey with them through the ups and downs and the twists and turns of life. We are so thankful and we feel incredibly privileged to be able to walk alongside people during these tragic and difficult times. If you'd like to find out more about how you can support us prayerfully, financially or voluntarily, please come and see us after the service because we'd love to chat more with you about the work of chaplaincy and SU's passion to share the gospel through its camping ministries. We also have several chaplaincy vacancies. So if chaplaincy is calling you or you're stirred to find out more, please come and see us after the service. So on behalf of our school communities and Scripture Union, we'd like to thank you for your time and for being a part of the school chaplaincy village. Your support makes a difference to countless families and young people throughout our city in that it gives hope that there are people who care about the emotional, 
spiritual and social well-being of our kids, particularly at a time when they may not have anyone else to turn to. God bless you and thank you. We look forward to connecting with you after the service. So there's a, a Scripps Union um, Chaplaincy Support Breakfast on Tuesday, 6.30 at the Rowers Club. There's 10 of us going. Um, they've still got 12 tickets left, is that right? I'll tell you what, I reckon we could kind of fill them. I'm looking. So if you want to go to breakfast, um, yeah, I reckon we can get, fill them up. Yeah, we also, uh, as a core team, we also, um, you know, because we want to continue to support the chaplaincy, like we made a decision out of our mission fund to give them another $500 on top of that to support, um, you know, because they really need the support of local churches to get behind it. Amen? So, because missions for us, as you know, is whether it's local or whether it's overseas, it's all missions. Amen? So, thank you, Lisa. really appreciate that. Chappie, Ke- uh, I've got to say Chappie Kelly. I'm thinking of BCC now. <laughs> Chappie Paula and Simon's here as well. So thank you for coming. Please, uh, please make sure you go and see them. If you've got any questions um, about chaplaincy, whether it's supporting them or being involved with chaplaincy, um, please do that over morning tea. I want to bring a, uh, just a quick five-minute word to you today. Get a bit of scripture, a bit of word. Is that all right? We meet together. We... Neil opened with scripture, we closed with scripture, it's good to have the word of God. And I was just, I was just asking the Lord for just a brief word, understanding that it was Testimony Sunday and uh, chaplaincy, and the Lord drew my attention to a verse in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews, Hebrews, good coffee. Sorry, that's real bad, isn't it? That's a dad joke, oh dear, that's a dad joke, I must be getting a bit older. Oh, our eldest is 25, so that says something. Hebrews 11, verse 21 says this. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of his sons, uh, each of the sons of Joseph, and he worshipped leaning on the top of his staff. What a beautiful picture. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, he blessed each of the sons of Joseph, And he worshipped leaning on the top of his staff. Now, some of you are probably going, well, what's the relevance of that, Tim? What is God saying to us about that through that verse? Well, you know, a Jewish boy that became of age who was out with the sheep particularly would get a staff. That was part of the, the transference. That was part of recognition. That was part of a growing up, that he would have a staff. Now, think about that. From, a young, from, a, from the young age of 13, you would get a staff, which means that you carry it through the whole of your life. It's not something that you just pack away and you just go, I'm just going to forget all about it. It's something that you carry with you. And particularly for those that were in the fields and those that were looking after, you know, flocks and stuff like that, you would carry your staff with you. It, because it was about protection, it was about helping direct the sheep, but you would carry this with you. So think about that. All the days of his life, he had this staff with him. 
Think of all the things that he saw. Think of all the testimonies. Think of everything that God did through his life. And in coming to the end of his days, he leant on his staff and he worshipped. And I really felt this morning, just to bring this brief word to you, that God was encouraging us but reminding us to remind ourselves about the goodness of God in the land of the living. He was encouraging us to remind us that to, to remind ourselves about what we have seen God do in our lives. Because so often when you go through something, you can forget what, where you have been, where you have come from, what you have seen God do. Sometimes when there's a Goliath in front of us, so to speak, all we can see is the Goliath, but we need to actually see the God who is bigger than that. And we need to remind ourselves, you know, that we have seen this battle. We've seen this breakthrough. We've seen God heal. We've seen God restore. We've seen a miracle. We've seen a testimony. All these things so that we can lean on our staff and worship. That's why I always encourage people to start journaling, even if you're not a writer. I used to hate writing, but now I love journaling. I love to get out my, my little A5 book and I just write down. And sometimes it's scriptures, sometimes it's thoughts, sometimes it's, you know, like it's words that I get, but whatever it is, I journal. And sometimes, you know, you, it's just good to go back. And you remind yourself about what God has done or what God has said or what God did. Is there an Amen. And it's from that place as you look back and as you remind yourself about the faithfulness of God over your life that you can begin to worship. And it is that song, I'm going to sing in the middle of a storm. Louder and louder you're going to hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes hope will arise, death is defeated for the king is alive. But sometimes you need to get your journal out. Sometimes you need to get the Word of God out. Sometimes you need to remind yourself about what you've seen to lead you into a place of worship. Because sometimes we, we find ourselves in a place of discouragement, don't we? Maybe even despair. God, David was there. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yet, He reminds himself, David was good at strengthening himself and encouraging himself in God. He reminds himself and he says, yet my hope is in the Lord. I may not be seeing it right now, but yet my hope is in the Lord. And so he was Jacob at the end of his days. And I'm not saying that you're at the end of your days. I'm not saying that. But I'm, what I am saying is remind yourself about the faithfulness of God that he has shown to you. Remind yourself about the breakthroughs, about the healings, about the miracles, about the signs, about the wonders, about the encounters. Remind yourself about those things and lead yourself to worship. Because when you begin to worship from that place, in spite of the circumstances, things begin to break open in you. That's where the breakthrough starts, in you. Paul and Silas in prison, locked down in prison. Where did the breakthrough start? In them. At about midnight, they were singing hymns and praises to God, and the Spirit of God moved and not only unlocked them, but every, but every other cell that was in that place. You see, the, your worship not only changes the, the, you and the atmosphere around you, but it changes the people around you as well. Thank you, Wendy. Good on you, Wendy. How could David stand before Goliath? Because he reminded himself about the victories that he'd seen over the lion and the bear. 
He reminded himself about who God is. And this Goliath was just an uncircumcised Philistine when he was a child of God. Is there an amen? How could Jehoshaphat stand in the midst of the onslaught of the army coming in against him? And the Lord says, you just need to be still because you don't have to fight this battle. And they began to praise God and they began to bow down in worship. We see it right throughout Scripture. Zechariah to Zerubbabel, which, which, which we've spoken about the last few weeks on and off. What are you, O mighty mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you, you will become a level plain. How could there be such confidence in the midst of obstacles? We have to remind ourselves about who God is and what He's done. Amen? We live in a time in history when we have to remind ourselves about who God is and what He's done. And we are a people who can stand. We are a people of hope. We are a people of life. We are a people of power. To our God, nothing is impossible. Yeah. To Him, nothing is too hard. Nothing. So out of that one little verse, I want to, God wants to remind you, to remind yourself of what you have seen God do in your life, through your life, around your life, and begin to worship. I cannot, speaking of the team, you, wanna, you can come up. It just reminded me of that testimony that I shared, and I put it on Facebook, about that boy that drowned, remember? The boy that drowned, they picked him up and he was dead and he'd been worked on for half an hour and he was dead. And he was the sister. He was the sister as the parents were like, God, please save our child. He was the sister. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder, louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. I raise a hallelujah. Heaven comes to fight for me. What a testimony of the pulse returning, of a resurrection life, of resurrection power manifesting in this child. So much so that, you know, the story, but for those that weren't here, you know, this child was gone. From, a, from, a, from an earthly perspective, from a human perspective, he was completely gone. But not only did the pulse enter back into him, but when they got back to the hospital 45 minutes later, the doctor said, you know what, this is going to be a long, hard road. He is not out of the woods yet because his lungs were full of salt water and all that kind of stuff. And within the next five minutes, he sat up and said, hey, mum. Hey, dad. That is the kind of God that we worship. The enemy doesn't want you to see that. The enemy wants you to see the Goliath that's standing right in front of you. The enemy wants you to to see what's written on the news every night or in the newspaper every morning. But we need to put that aside. And we need to know that our God is greater, our God is higher, our God is stronger, that nothing is impossible. And I want to make a declaration because in the, you know, in the midst of the spiritual warfare that's been happening this week, as I wake up this morning, you know what? It's good to make a declaration over your life. Amen? 
And my declaration was, in the midst of the battle, faith is rising even more. Faith is rising. Faith is rising. Faith is rising. That Hebrews 11 chapter is a chapter full of faith. By faith, Abraham. By faith, Noah. By faith, Jacob. By faith, Paul. By faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. God is asking us to be on the front foot. He's asking us to take the ground. Jason's already encouraged this morning. The victory's already been won. The enemy's trying to do everything he can to make as much mess around us as possible. But the battle has already been won. Otherwise, what Jesus said is just not truth. But we know that it is truth. And we are called to take ground. I was saying to some people during the week, you know, Christians are meant to occupy the land. We are meant to occupy the land, giving the enemy no space and no room. Is there an amen? You see what happens in, say, in Bundaberg, if there's a house that is empty, and there's probably not too many houses that are empty in Bundaberg at the moment because of the rental crisis that we're in. But let's say there was a house that was just down the street and it was empty. Guess what happens if it stays empty for a long period of time? Squatters come in. And the squatters take possession of what of that which is actually not theirs, but because no one has actually been occupying it. And you know, sometimes I want to put it this way, that the enemy comes in and occupies stuff or squats in stuff because we haven't occupied it. And I want to encourage you to stand up and be a people of faith and we want to occupy this land. And it starts in the spirit and it will manifest in the natural. So we're going to worship with this song. I love it. I've seen you move. You move the mountains. And I believe you're going to do it again. And maybe that's something you need to declare over your life or over your family or over your circumstances, whatever the situation may be. But let's, let's stand and let's worship the one who is worthy. Let's worship the one who is holy. Let's give ourselves to him holy. God, we want to be your people, Lord. We want to be the salt. We want to be the light. We want to be your, 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 Lord, your people of hope. God, that abound in hope. We want to be a people of joy. We want to be a people that are filled with the Spirit, that walk in love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and self-control. We want to be your people to shine your light. God, we want to thank you this morning that you are faithful. You are faithful. You have never failed us yet, and you never will.